Good afternoon to you all. Uh, we have these uh, themes on Sundays, and uh, it's tempting to prepare a lecture on that theme. And uh, I didn't do that, so I will just think in front of you. So forgive me for chaotic thoughts and uh, disorganized uh, talk, if, it, if that's how it will come. So the theme is, uh, have, we, have you come here to die? Have we come here to die? And uh, obviously the, it can be interpreted, can be understood in many ways. The most obvious one is uh, we come here to this world, we are born, and uh, we are bound to die. No one lives forever. It's pretty straightforward, isn't it? So why then asking this question? Perhaps uh, monastery is meant as a place to which you come. Have you come here to this monastery or any monastery? Have you come to spiritual life, holy life, to die? And uh, often it is understood like that. We have these images of uh, people disappearing into a monastery like some kind of a black hole from where you never return. Like a grave. In uh, some religions, uh, people, monastics, monks, nuns, are actually dressed to uh, to look like a, a dead person or a coffin, wearing black, having a wearing some kind of a cap which looks like a gravestone. Some people are already leaving; can't stand this. <laughs> so the perception in a in an ordinary person may may be the one that uh, people disappear into a monastery or into monasticism to to escape to escape some traumas or people broken hearted broken people these days you have uh, therapy and uh, what not
And it is natural that people who want to live are resenting this kind of, uh, uh, would resent this kind of experience. Going to a monastery seems like, uh, okay, you can go there just to offer something and uh, maybe pray to your God, but then you return to your, to your life. You don't go there to disappear. It's uh, frightening because uh, we love life. We love to experience uh, joys of life. And the, the idea of not being able to experience it, giving it up, is uh, sounds unnatural. So it seems okay, like those broken people who have nothing to live for, they want to die because uh, life has been unfair to them. Fair enough. Those old monks and nuns, And uh, if you ask an ordinary thinking person, what is then life that you enjoy? What is it that uh, makes you afraid of this idea? Going to a monastery, giving up. It's, uh, it's passion. Life is passion. When we are passionate about something, we feel alive. If there is no passion in in our lives, we feel like we're not living. Something is missing. People would say, be passionate about something. Don't just uh, drag yourself here and there. Be passionate about uh, collecting your stamps or counting trains. It's a particular English uh, entertainment. Airplanes. Because if you're not passionate about anything, then you're not really alive. That's the, that's the line of thinking.
And uh, and then if someone goes to a monastery, why do they go? Because they don't uh, they're not interested in anything. That's the they have grown bitter to to life. They don't want to feel anything. Because if you are dead, you don't feel. That's uh, that's how we we see it. That's how we understand. Not wanting to to experience life, not wanting to feel. This is uh, this is what depression sounds like, isn't it? If we think in other way, in a, and we are familiar with the teaching of the Buddha, then uh, we may think like you come to the monastery or you come to practice because uh, uh, you need to let yourself die. We can have these ideas that uh, self is somehow uh, obstructing our happiness, our freedom. So then this line, have you come here to die, would mean have you come here to let your ego die or yourself die? And we may pick it up like that, that we need to be selfless. We shouldn't do anything for ourselves. We always should do things for others. We shouldn't allow ourselves uh, any kind of uh, selfish thoughts or selfish actions. We shouldn't allow ourselves enjoying anything. We can pick, pick up our practice like that. Don't be selfish.
many of you are Buddhists and uh, are familiar with this uh, teaching of not-self and uh, the attitude of uh, selfishness being one that causes stress and suffering. So we may try to practice kind of a denial of ourselves. I shouldn't uh, uh, do anything. Selfish. There are probably other ways of uh, interpreting this line. If you think of a monastery as a place to, to disappear, to escape from the from the world. I think you'll be disappointed because uh, it's not a it's not a hospital where you come to die. It's not a nursing home. Although sometimes it may look like that. Maybe not this one, there are enough young people around, but uh, many monasteries are stuffed with uh, aging people. And perhaps some of them did come to monastery to die, to be taken care of until they put down the body. Monastery is a place of uh, learning. It's more like a university, like a school, kind of a boarding school. You learn to to know the teaching, to practice it, and to realize it for yourself. It's a school where you don't get a, a diploma or some kind of a stamped piece of paper that you have finished it and now you are fully enlightened. I heard some traditions do that actually. I think in Korean Buddhism they give you a certificate that you are 
on some kind of stage of enlightenment. But here we don't do it. Yet. And it's a place where the gate is open for people to come and for people to leave. It's not a grave and it's not a prison. When you are inspired to, to come to study, you are here. When you uninspired or you want to leave, you leave. We are all here, voluntary. Nobody forced us to come. Nobody forces us to stay. And uh, so it's up to us how do we use our time. What do we do here? There is a, another line or a thought which is connected to how you come here to die. And uh, it's a line of teaching from, from the Buddha himself which is uh, mindfulness is a path to the deathless. Those who are mindless, heedless, as if they are already dead. And I think this is the most important uh, Reflection, most important line in uh, to remember when we practice, when we pick up uh, our practice of Dhamma, practice of uh, uh, virtue, practice of renunciation. Whatever we do mindlessly, whenever we are not mindful, it's as if we are dead. So it's not about uh, a place, it's not about what we do, how we look, things we say, things we do, it's really about uh, whether we are mindful, whether we are paying attention to what we experience. When people have this attitude of uh, 
be alive, be passionate about something. Doesn't matter what, just be passionate about something. About your collection of stamps or toy soldiers, about uh, growing cabbages or or your dhamma practice. When they say be passionate about it, if you are passionate mindlessly, you are not really alive then. Interesting, isn't it? We think life is passion, but uh, the Buddha says no. It's only when you know what is happening, you are alive. And then we Uh, having learned, having heard, having learned the teaching about uh, passion and dispassion, we may think that practice is all about being dispassionate. Passion is something that we should uh, get rid of. We shouldn't experience because passion is uh, uh, suffering, stress, and we want to be free from stress, so we shouldn't be passionate. And so we try not to be excited by anything, not to look, not to hear, not to allow ourselves any kind of thoughts or anything that would stir our mind up. And uh, being afraid of uh, passion, you can uh, put yourself in a really narrow, narrow box. put ourselves against a brick wall, thinking that uh, that would lead to peace of mind and uh, maybe enlightenment. We read about uh, or hear about uh, people who have dedicated their lives to renunciation, perhaps uh, living in a cave or some kind of a cell, not wanting to experience uh, uh, 
senses. But is it really what the Buddha was telling us, what he was teaching us? He didn't say, close your ears and your eyes. He said, be mindful. And then people would say, well, if I just do what I want and be mindful, is it, is this the practice? Like one lady told me once, I'm looking at the bowl full of uh, donuts. She was a little overweight. And she said, I'm looking at the donut. I have a desire of it. So mindfully, I put it in my mouth. I eat it, and I, mindful of uh, more desire, mindful of take another one, eat it again. So, where is the wisdom? <laughs> well, if you have overeaten, then you know why you are sick. That's that's what the wisdom is. If you are mindful of uh, having taken too much, having taken so much that you are sick, you have learned your lesson. Seems pretty straightforward, isn't it? And yet, even uh, at advanced age, still people overeat and uh, or indulge in this or that. If you pick up practice of uh, trying to be selfless, mindlessly, if you are just trying to do everything you are told, please everybody, don't please yourself. How long can you live like that? How long can you stretch yourself? You fall into extreme, extreme of uh, denial, extreme of self-mortification. When we 
sometimes think of monasteries as a uh, kind of a stone castles with cold cells and uh, monks, bare feet monks, whipping themselves with the leather whips. This is an image of self-modification. People have done that. Maybe they do it even these days. Trying to modify their flesh. Try not to feel their flesh. Not to feel their bodies. How easy it is to slip into this. If we learn the teaching, it's so easy to interpret it as a self-mortification, isn't it? The destruction of self. Modification of the flesh. And yet this is what the Buddha is warning us against. Right in the first teaching, there are two extremes that uh, people practicing spiritual life are falling into extreme of indulgence and the extreme of denial. And uh, the Tathagata is showing the middle way, which is neither denial nor indulgence. It is way of mindfulness. So if you answer this question, have you come here to die? No, we come here to be mindful. We didn't come here to live in a sense to be passionate about something. Even being passionate about humiliation can be an obstruction. But uh, sometimes it's uh, that's what you go through. That's what you have to experience going into extremes, left and right and then left again. Because uh, this learning only happens uh, uh, kind of in a practical way. It's not something that you memorize. You can memorize it, but there's no, no, no benefit in it.
I forgot to ask if everybody is actually uh, hears me. So I was told that I'm talking too quiet. If someone doesn't hear me, can they raise their hand? <laughs> I guess I should say more about uh, the middle way then, because uh, if you were to see the extremes, experience extremes, we might still end up with a question, so what am I supposed to do then? How am I to deal with this bowl of donuts then? Eat or not eat? Just look at them and uh, pick one up. Sometimes I explain this word mindfulness as a. It's not something. Well, put like that. It's not something that we actually do. So practice sometimes is seen as something you do. What you do is you sit on a cushion, you walk, you do your chores, you do your chanting, you do reflection, you think about something. This is what you do. Mindfulness is not what you do. You either are mindful or you are not. So it's a state of being. You are aware. You are aware of what is happening. You are aware of yourself. I'm experiencing this. There is this attitude. There is this wish. There is this uh, suffering. And uh, this is what uh, uh, really is enlightenment. We know reality. We know what is happening rather than turning away from experience or losing ourselves. In a, in a sensation, in, a, in an emotion, whether it is a love or hate, grief or joy. And it's not an act of will, because will is what we do. You can't will yourself to be aware, but you can remember. 
to be aware. You can realize I am aware. Oh, this is, this is what awareness is. And as we practice, with the practice, as we gain experience, we understand more and more that uh, this is already there is. Being aware of what you are doing, being aware of what you are experiencing, being aware of self. This how you know this conditions that. This action conditions that result. Then you can see. looking for some experience, looking for something, going out to, to get, is one extreme, avoiding some experience, turning away, putting a wall, is another extreme. Both extremes lead to suffering. Both extremes are not teaching you, really. So, what happens then? When you are mindful, you don't go into extreme. You're not chasing something and you're not denying something. What you value is mindfulness, clarity of mind. Then this uh, this question of uh, this uh, attitude, be passionate about something. Where does it come from? From uh, fear of death. 
because if you are not passionate, it's as if you are die, as if you are dead. That's how a regular person would think. And then, then the attitude of uh, I want to disappear into a monastery. I want to go there and die. Where did this come from? Not wanting to experience life. Because it breaks you. It uh, makes you suffer. Not wanting to experience. And then as we practice this idea of self, just becomes clearer and clearer, really. Like uh, John Sumido was saying, don't take your life personally. It's uh, just leave it mindfully. Don't take yourself too seriously. Because if you do, then we suffer. If we do, we are trying to create something. Some kind of image of ourselves that would make us somehow happy, which is fake. Do what you want to do, what feels right. This is not a John Smith's words, these are my words. But do it mindfully. So I don't want to kind of uh, start repeating myself. These are the thoughts that, uh, bits of thoughts that were coming to me about this uh, theme, this topic. Have you come here today? I hope it's useful. And uh, now we'll have a Tea break, and then uh, you may ask me questions. Thank you.